This is Robbie Brown with Unknown Ventures, and you're listening to the Bigfoot Club Podcast. Hey guys, please go to our website at www.bigfootclubpodcast.com. Check out our merch and all episodes. Also, please look for our social media at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Bigfoot Club One. That's Bigfoot Club Number One. Also, check out Matt Knapp's Bigfoot Crossroads on YouTube. Check out our new sponsor. For your Bigfoot size coffee cravings, visit cbgindustries.store. They have over 40 products to choose from. When you enter promo code first sip, you will receive a discount on your first order. Remember, every moment has its flavor. Hey everybody, Robert Jesse Dominguez, Bigfoot Club, Season 5, Episode 19. I'm here with my nephew, Steven. Steven, say what's up. What's up? What's going on? I'm tired. <laughs> we, cl- we cleaned all day today. So today we're going a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, today I have we have with us in the club, mi primo, <laughs> my uh, cousin Joe Montes. Joe, say what's up. What's up everybody? So you actually listen to the show, right? Yes. So, we got, a, we got a fan here. Yeah. I'm fanning out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fan girling. So, Joe, Joe, and I, we, we're like like five years apart, right? Mm-hmm. You're born so, in seventy, right? Yeah. I'm born in seventy five. So I was about to say, he was born sixty five. <laughs> so You're pretty good for your age, man. Yeah, I know, right? right. So, Joe and I, we hung out a lot as kids, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his mom would bring him over to our house. My mom would go. You know, we would go over there all the time. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a one particular story. I'm gonna I'm gonna run this by you. I don't know if you recall this, but <laughs> we were at your house once, and you were really really young. And I think I was like maybe like five or six, so you were probably like one or two or something. And um, your sisters, Alice and Patty, and my and my sister Sandra. We're trying to teach me how to roller skate, mm-hmm. and they put on these roller skates in front of me, in front of your house. And we it was at night; it was like around seven o'clock at night. And I didn't know how to roll. I clearly did not know how to roller skate. And so, <laughs> your sisters and, and my sister go. They're seeing a car coming up the road. It goes, "Hey, isn't that the guy that kidnaps little kids?" They go, "Yeah, wow. it is." And they ran off. <laughs> That's dirty. And what, what did you do? I was just slipping everywhere. I was like trying to run and I couldn't. Bro, this is like West Dallas, a little uh, better. <laughs> yeah. That's that's pretty messed up. It is. It, it is. is. In the mid, what, the mid 70s, late 70s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mm-mm. I don't know if I ever told you that story. You never told me that. <laughs> ever. Now you, now you got to talk to me. Was so there Alice? Yeah. Alice, Alice and Patty. I'm going to ask them about that because yeah. they never mentioned that either. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be like, I don't remember that. Yeah, but, I was I was crying, but man. When you were a kid, you believe that? Cause yeah. Was, oh yeah, that's. Uh, I got locked out of my uh, grandparents. Uh, they used to stay right there off of Loop Twelve. It was apartments? It was uh, like townhomes. Mm-hmm. Before you hit, you hit like our, like West Dallas and Thirty. Mm-hmm. And my older cousins locked me outside of the apartment where my grandparents lived, and I remember an old man coming down, walking. I'm four. I'm terrified and I'm hitting the door crying. Yeah. And it's, it was horrible. It's bad, right? Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> crying so. and I couldn't breathe, hyperventilating. Oh, man. Y'all la- went through some stuff. And they're, I'm, la- they're laughing. I'm glad I never did that to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could torture kids back in those days. Uh, and it was okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Now they report you. Yeah. If you say something negative, right. yeah. Like, you know. No, you got to put fluid back in the thing. Yeah. Like, don't be a serial killer. Gen X. Mm-hmm. So. It's terrible. But I, I wanted I wanted to bring you on uh, because I want to talk about a movie. But before we talk about this movie, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit. You guys seen the video that's been going around on, on the internet, uh, the Colorado Bigfoot, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's supposedly like this couple that's on a train and they, I don't know, they're, they're using a really low quality phone to record like an iphone 7 or something yeah so you can clearly see like the background is like hilly or mountainous and it's like it's tannish there's like you know some mm-hmm. rocks and there's like some weeds and stuff 
and you can clearly see like a an image moving, and it's it's the same color. It's like tannish, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you guys it's saw that. Blended, yeah. yeah, I saw it. I saw so, it on TikTok. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> so what did what did you think of it, Sue? Um, I, I thought that was I was like, oh, cool. They they finally got something, but. It, to me, when I first saw it, I go, "Why does he look confused? Like he got, like he bumped his head or something. And he was like disoriented. Yeah, and he was just the way he was walking. It just, it didn't, it wasn't comfortable with the terrain. And I was like, that doesn't, mm, it, it just looks weird. It looks like he's just, yeah, he was walking like his the the terrain hurt his feet. Yeah, yeah, and he was just like, and I was like, that and he, his his head and face looked like uh, Chaka. Yeah, it, yeah, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that. <laughs> it looked like Chaka from Land of the Lost, but he's all grown up now, right? Like yeah. a grown up version, and that's Chaka's father. Yeah. yeah go ahead, go the, ahead and ask me. What's, what's his name? What's his name? Baka. First name Chew. <laughs> Stupid. And the way he sat down looked really too human. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was, um, I was thinking to myself whenever I saw the video. I go just because it's like recorded off a train. I'm supposed to believe it's real. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's, it, it's rare. Like, yeah. Like, oh, like how are you gonna? I, I get that, but at the same time, it just looked. And no, a, a Bigfoot would never be. It would probably be on the tree line and be like, what? What is that? It's, oh, it's a train. Mm-hmm. Or you know, it's a whatever they the language they speak. Yeah. Call it train. I don't know. But you know, here's the thing. I've interviewed like you know hundreds of people, and you know, whenever I do talk to them about movement. They always they always tell me that you know Bigfoot's look like it looks unnatural, like it looks like it's floating or or gliding, gliding or something gliding. like that. So this thing didn't look like it was gliding or floating. No. Like it was like cumbersome, you know, seven mary three. But anyway, <laughs> um, no, like I was telling you too, like his legs, like it just looked like like disco pants, like cargo pants. Yeah, or something? like it was just like there was a lot of loose like pants down here. Whenever mm. it was, I go what. Uh, it just looks weird. It just didn't look. So that's, I mean, I don't know how far back that video came out, but I think just today or yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, Matt Moneymaker with uh, the guy with BFRO, the guy with Finding Bigfoot, um, mm-hmm. he, he posted that this was, it was fake. It was a, a local like car rental service group that was doing a commercial about Sasquatch equipment or something. I don't know, something like that. So. That's that's the thing though. There was no camera crew. Yeah. Why was he all wandering off? And then yeah, isn't that like like dangerous? Like yeah. uh, someone in Colorado someone, could be bear out there. Or, yeah, like or get shot. Or get shot. Exactly. Like, you know, that's just no. What car rental place is in the middle of nowhere like that? And what <laughs> what car rental uses Bigfoot as a, as their sponsor? Know. Squatching squatching cars. Is he know. taking a smoke break or yeah? <laughs> what what is it like? They're what is the, the the car place called? Uh, I have to look it up. Oh, I gotta look it. I can't think of my heart. Squatch out. Squatchivis. I don't know. Uh, talk about the car squatch. But anyway, I just wanted to talk about that. Really, <laughs> just want to talk about that really quick. Uh-huh. So yeah, no, we, we talked about Bigfoot. So we we should be good to talk about anything else. Bigfoot. Yeah, and then we're gonna get some memes that we don't. Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't talk about enough Bigfoot stuff. So, so. Bigfoot, I guess yeah, whatever, uh, <laughs> whatever, dude. Um, so um, I wanted to talk about Escape from New York. This this to me, I don't know about you guys. I can't speak for you guys, but this to me was by far. You know, I love I love Star Wars growing up. You know, I know we're part of that Star Wars group that when it first came out. That was very very. Um, moving to me but for some reason this escape from new york because of the anti-hero that he was that was like that was not a thing mm-hmm. and i was drawn to this movie like immensely like it's darkness it's, it's ominous you know view of it of the future so mm-hmm. i don't know i just wanted to say um what did you because I, I know i i bought some stuff for you as a kid mm-hmm. uh about you like a vhs right mm-hmm. and so <laughs> So, For those who don't know what that is, that's a videotape <laughs> to watch movies. So, with a VCR. So for you know, I know that wasn't your generation, but it was. It was. It was. It, you know, it. I liked. I, I liked anything you liked. Okay. At the, at the all time. Right, all right. <laughs> you can go ahead and say it. Okay. I liked anything you liked, and then as I got older and watched it, and I was like, oh, I finally understand this damn movie. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely did enjoy uh, Escape from New York, and to me, I think that's the only. 
movie that exists. There's no, yeah. There's no sequel. Yeah, and I don't I have to agree with that. Yeah. Joe, what did you... I was obsessed with that movie. It, we, we both were. Yeah. It came out when I was six, seven. Yeah, I was like ten. Yeah, and um, I remember we bonded over that movie. We used to watch it constantly, refer to it constantly, <laughs> talk about it. I mean, we, reenact it. We, we, we used to walk with a limp and stuff. You right, it was <laughs> try to find an eye patch f- for no reason. Yeah, we would, we would get a cardboard and color it. And, you know, put two scissor holes to it and I get a rubber band. He was the coolest dude ever. The way he talked, yeah. I didn't know he was doing Clint Eastwood at the time. Right. Till later. Oh, really? Yeah. He was yeah, oh. he was doing his version of a Clint Eastwood. Because they wanted Clint Eastwood to play, play him. Well, he, right? no, he, no, he, no, they wanted Charles Bronson. They wanted Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson, that's he, right. But he was too old. Yeah, but Yeah, definitely. But whenever John Carpenter wrote the movie, he had... Clint Eastwood in mind, mm-hmm. like I think he wrote it in seventy four, seventy four, seventy six. Right, they kept putting it off because they couldn't, wasn't the right time for it. They said, but I thought you know because like at the time, Kurt Kurt Russell was a he was a big gamble because at the time he was doing he was doing Disney movies, he was doing kid movies. He did This Is Elvis, right? Right. He was the, he was Elvis. He was Elvis. He, he did he did he was on Gilligan's Island as a kid. He did. Oh, a, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't. You didn't know. I did not know that. Yeah, he was actually. He was actually a Jungle Boy on there. He didn't. Yeah. He, he didn't talk. He was a Disney kid, so it was like, it makes sense to put him in his role. Well, didn't back in the day they they did that a lot? Like they they like Michael Keaton being Batman. Like it wasn't he he wasn't Disney, but he he did like a lot of comedy. He, he right? did a lot of comedy. Yeah. So that wasn't. I guess that. I guess John Carpenter was was that after or before. Uh, it was after. It was after. It was after. This one, this one was made in eighty, released in eighty one. No, uh, so Batman was eighty nine. Eighty nine, yeah. So okay, so uh, Tim Burton was following, I guess, John Carpenter. Yeah, because he he typically like gets like funny people to do a dark role. Mm-hmm. That's we're talking about uh, Burton. Burton, right? Yeah. So, um, but uh, J- John Carpenter, um, I think he made this movie for like five million dollars. I think. Mm-hmm. You, did you hear something else, Joe, or something that? I think it was even less than that. Yeah, because I remember you bought me for my 18th or 19th birthday. Mm-hmm. I still have it. You bought me the VHS <clears throat> cassette and had the um, Delete, original, deleted scene. deleted scenes, the original intro that he cut out, mm-hmm. where he shows him robbing the bank, right, and getting arrested and all that. I forgot the name of the guy that was with him. Yeah, I forgot to, uh, but that. Cassette had a lot of uh, extras on it. Yeah, I had the interview with John Carpenter, and he was saying how he made the effects for such a low budget. Mm-hmm. And James Cameron worked on it. Yeah, that was actually James Cameron's first like special effects, right? Movie. Real simple effects, but they worked. Yeah, I mean, which makes the sequel weird because it's like they had the budget and the effects were horrible. <laughs> I don't even recognize the that only, movie. The <laughs> only positive thing I will say about that whole damn movie is the soundtrack is amazing. Yeah. The soundtrack is bomb. You know, I, as, I, as I think about it now, if I think about it, because I know we're not going to talk that much about Escape from L.A., but uh, hell no. the, the, the villain, Corvo Jones, right? Yeah. There's a guy in Assault Precinct 13, a Chicano gang member, looks just like Corvo Jones. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's got the... On the original? Yeah, yeah. He's got he's got black hair. He's got the is the, it the same the, actor? The, no, no, no. Like the beret. The, the beret. <laughs> I gotta rewatch that. So that's kind of who I don't know. Was, We're not talking about that. It's crazy because we saw it in the theater. Remember the yeah. night it opened? Yeah, and it was like midnight showing, first night premiere. Me, you, and I want to say Jason and Jason. Mike, Mike stays out. I remember Weddle. you were really excited for that movie. Oh, yeah, you were. We both were. Yeah, and uh, you were like, "This is a we sequel." We waited been, fifteen years yeah, for this. Thing yeah, <laughs> yeah, you were like, "This is a sequel that's been like we've been waiting." In the nuts, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember you had the the cutout newspaper. Yeah, of, of the the poster, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Is he surfing? Why is he surfing?" I don't understand. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. And then I remember you. How was the movie? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I really wanted to walk out of it. To be honest with you, I really did, but I didn't but, uh, out of respect the, for Kurt. So. But the soundtrack, though, right? <laughs> soundtrack was good. That's probably, that's probably about it. So I mean, you bought the CD, right? Yeah, it's because it'll look cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I still have it. So yeah, I used to have it. I, I have it too. <clears throat> but um, 
Let's get back to the real one. The real one. The only one that matters. Yeah. So uh, I know uh, John Carpenter. He uses a lot of the same people, like uh, uh, Ernest Borgnine. Uh, he's used uh, Donald Pleasant. Did you guys know that Jamie Lee, Cur- Jamie Lee Curtis is, is in this movie? What? Yeah. That's who? The voiceover, right? Yeah, she's a robot. Like whenever, whenever they they talk about the the very, the very beginning of the of the like the like the wall around uh, she's the, the island, she's a voiceover. See, I've heard that that she was and that she wasn't right because I also heard that Deborah Hill, yeah, the producer, was the one who did that. Well, I j- I so, just well, I can't never get him to Carpenter to say either or, but I I I've heard s- both. I sent Stephen a a YouTube documentary that has that comment, has commentary of, yeah commentary of uh, John. Uh, John Carpenter and Kurt Russell and he 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 clearly says that she was because he was so close to her mm-hmm. from from Halloween. So the, he, I Halloween, think I've seen that. It's on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I watched that like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Are you getting ready? I, I fell asleep to it. <laughs> so, oh no! Uh, was Halloween the first his first movie? It was his successful movie that got him this deal. So when he did they Halloween, gave two, they gave him a two hit a, a uh, picture. Yeah, two picture deal. They uh-huh. they wanted him to do the Philadelphia Experiment. I don't know if you knew that. I heard about that. He couldn't. He didn't feel comfortable writing it. So he did Escape from New York, and then he did uh, The Fog. The Fog, yes. So, um, so like that he, was he wrote that right? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So he wrote Escape from New York, but uh, Nick Castle came in. And did all the comedy, like uh, with the president and Ernest Bornine and, you know, just like, uh, what's the routine of them dance, doing the, uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the Broadway play yeah, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the theater. That was all him doing that. So, and also, uh, he, uh, Nick Castle, the, the producer and co-writer, he's actually playing the piano in there. And John, oh, Car- John Carpenter's played the violin. <laughs> See, John, I gotta go back and watch that. John Carpenter is a man of, jack of all trades, Yeah. Man. And he, yeah. he played all those instruments, the synthesizer sounds mm-hmm. and the creepy, eerie stuff. That's him. Man, his yeah. his music, like whenever I whenever we first saw it, his his music, like before I even saw one screenshot, it sold me like completely. Mm-hmm. And I was I was you know what I like this movie. I don't know what it's about, but I like it. So I don't know. He's he's definitely a good uh, visionary the like, when it, come, when it comes. The soundtrack I bought, if you turn it over to the back, it shows <clears throat> all the instruments he used to mm-hmm. create it, all synthesizers, and mm-hmm. all. The, it tells you every instrument he used to create these sounds. And he's even got a picture of him actually playing it. Mm-hmm. So it, I loved that, that score for that movie, just so creepy and iconic and, and yeah. futuristic and scary sounding. I mean, because like Snake Plissken was like way before Stone Cold Steve Austin. As an anti-hero. Mm, oh, yeah. And so, to have him... He's a guy that'll blow your head off. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, whenever whenever he got Cleef uh, in, in this movie... Uh, Lee Cleef? Yeah. When he got in this movie. Because, you know, I knew him from, like, um, the good... Was it... <clears throat> spaghetti Westerns. The Spaghetti Westerns, yeah. And so... To, the ugly and... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, to have him in this... Because I think John Carpenter even said this before, that... This is pretty much like a Western, a little bit. I didn't yeah. know that uh, uh, John Carpenter was dating Adrian Barbeau. Yeah, he was actually married to her. Yeah, he was married. I didn't know that until like a few years ago. I, did, he, I didn't know that either. That commentary, that's what it says. Like, both of our exes are on here. Yeah, because like... Kurt, uh, Kurt was like, both of our ex-wives are on oh, yeah, because he was married to that girl from the Chocolate Nuts. Season Hubley. Uh, yeah. Jeez. Because like, they, they had a pretty good chemistry. You could kind of tell. Yeah. You know, like he was... He didn't want to touch her or kiss her, and she was going. She goes, "Cause you have a you have a plane. Yeah. Take me with you, snake." <laughs> so he was like, like he, "Why?" He he was saying, <laughs> he was he was kind of saying that he want, he didn't want to do an asexual by not kissing her, but he kind of did do it. <laughs> so he says in the interviews like that snake is like asexual. He yeah, care to make friends with men. Yeah. or appeal to women. Mm-hmm. All he cares about is performing whatever task is in front of him yep. yeah. and staying alive. Mm-hmm. So isn't it ironic, though, because the way John Carpenter wrote this, he wrote it like, you know, the president has got issues. He's trying to he's trying to save with the with the nuclear fusion stuff. And then uh, then you got the the 
the workers they're 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 trying to you know wreck him or you know uh, like crash his plane, and then you got Hulk that are putting like you know these little bitty things inside his neck to kill him, and like everybody's a little bit bad, <laughs> like there's, there's not really a good and like the person that you lean on is the worst person ever, right. like Snake Plissken. So <laughs> I just I was, thought I was about to say the Duke. No. <laughs> Because it's like a dystopian future. Where, yeah. You know. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. And then, like, and like John Carpenter was saying that um, that he got he got the name Snake Plissken from actual guy. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know if he went to school with him or his friend went to school with him or something. Some, a friend of a friend who knew a guy <laughs> named Snake Plissken who had a snake tattoo. Yeah. And he could, like, move the snake <laughs> on his stomach. And, so, he was kind of a ridiculous dude. Yeah. Because they never mentioned his real name on this, right? They never mentioned it. His file or nothing, right? Pliskin. Just, well, that's his real name, right? It was S.D. Pliskin. Okay. It's like S. When he gets to the, to the prison, he's reading his, right. okay. his bio. He's like Lieutenant S.D. Pliskin. Oh, that's SD right. That's Pliskin, right. Purple Heart Leningrad. Stephen Dominguez Pliskin. Youngest <laughs> man to be, dec- youngest to be decorated by the, the president. president. Yeah. President what? President what? It's not funny. <laughs> I'm ready to kick your ass out of this world, boy. Now, that is, now y'all know that that there was almost a remake of that, right? That Gerard Gerard Butler was supposed to play Snake Snake Plissken. I, I, I read about that. Yeah, and they they just could not get it off the ground, which I'm kind of glad because now that I know his son looks exactly like him, his son could probably play Snake Plissken if they Kurt ever Russell's wanted. Son? Yeah, Kurt Russell's son looks exactly like him. He was the he was in uh, the Winter Soldier uh, with the Falcon. He how, he played a U.S. agent. How old is he? He's, He's thirty yeah. five, thirty six. Yeah. He looks exactly He's exactly pro- like he, him. He's he's probably a little taller. Yeah, he's probably like a little taller. So. Definitely. I'm trying. To, let me see. Hold on. Yeah. So he could pull off Snake now. He probably could. It sounds just like young Kurt, too. Like, it's... I love young Kurt Russell. Yep. Yeah, I think... Um, What's his name? I can't remember his I name. I can't think of his name either, but... I'm just going to have to put Winter Soldier and look at but one of the one of the one of the characters that I love so much in this movie is Frank Doubleday, also known as oh, Romero. Wyatt, <laughs> Wyatt. Wyatt Russell, that's his what, name. That, that's his real name, Wyatt? Wyatt. Wow. So yeah, that guy was crazy. He crazy. was he was crazy. He was he was also on. He could do it. Yeah, yeah. Let me see it. Stephen showed me a picture. Oh yeah, he looks like Chris Pratt or Stephen Amell. Mm-hmm. So um, well, he, sa- he sounds just like a young Kurt. Wow, that's why they're doing that. Was it um, Monarch? Oh okay. Uh, Legacy of Monsters and Kurt Russell's on there and his son and they're playing this guy right here. Yeah, he's playing the younger version of Kurt Russell's character. Oh okay. So I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That wow, definitely makes sense. Wow, wow. But yeah, I'm glad they didn't do the remake. I, I kind of wanted it. Yeah. Um, but after the, I just have to remind myself: there's an escape from L.A. Let's hold on yeah, on that. Yeah. Let's not try to follow that footsteps at all. How would how would you guys feel if John Carpenter got this movie and remastered it and then entered all the digital stuff now? How would you guys feel about that? The original? Yeah. So how would how uh, would you guys I, feel about that? I wouldn't like it. Of the really? original? The original, yeah. If like they were, you, if you they know, were to, to you know, remaster like they did with uh, Star, the Wars. Star Wars, Star Wars, yeah, George Lucas. I did not I, like that. I don't like seeing the digital stuff added because you know you saw the original and you got all these creatures in the background that you know weren't there originally. Right. I don't. I don't like it. No, because they did. They messed up one thing. I'm, I'm going to bring this up on Star Wars. The, I loved. I think as a kid, when you used to always make me watch Star Wars, <laughs> and yeah, I didn't have a choice. Right. Didn't have a choice, but it, it ended, I ended up loving it anyway. Uh, Return of the Jedi or Jedi whenever I was a kid I said Return of the Jedi Um, the scene where you know Darth Vader picks up the Emperor because Emperor's like you know he says no he doesn't he doesn't say anything that that was the beauty of it like he he didn't know what he was gonna do you didn't need to you didn't didn't need to say anything at all and then make one noise just pick him up and then I thought that was so badass and then when they added no no They had no. the no part where he goes, no, he picks him up and then throw. I was like, why did they add that? I thought that was like a, a meme or a gift. No, they, they literally <laughs> yeah. added that, and that. The same no from 
Revenge of the Sith, whenever he finds out Padme dies, he's yeah. like, no. They added that part. See, I, see, that's why I was like, I don't like, I, I, I grew, I grew up on the, the original part. When we first saw it. So, no, I don't want them to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want them. What would you add digitally to Escape from New York? The plane crash, The maybe? plane crash, maybe. Uh, I the, think that would be cool. The, 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 the outline of the... Of the city and the wall, maybe. I don't know. But it was so effective the way they did it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's the way it's shot, the way it is, it, it's, it, it just, you don't, you don't need to take yeah, it. Yeah, it was, it was all animated, yeah. so. And the fact that they were at an actual burnt out city made it so realistic. You mm-hmm. felt like you were in New York City. Yeah. And wasn't that the World Trade Center? It was. So they can't really do a plane crash on that. I'm sorry. I <laughs> no, just it was, I said no, that. No, no, he crashed somewhere else. He didn't crash at the World Trade Center. Oh, no. I thought it was. No, no, no. Okay. They were actually right. at the World Trade Center when he came out of the uh, the building. Uh-huh. And they were at the end where they're chasing him. Oh, okay. So he landed the plane on top of the wage of the world. Wade. Wade. World <laughs> Trade Center. Right, there you he's go. on top of it. Okay. All right. That's One still too, towers. A, little too yeah. a little too close to home. We're just going to. Yeah. Not, not, leave it, we'll leave it the way it is. <laughs> yeah. That's, so, what, that's, my, that's what I said. Okay. Like it so. was so beautifully simple. Yeah. Don't don't go around and, and, and add to it. And it's gonna That's probably a movie that if it's on I'll watch and I'll stop and watch it. Like if you're flipping through the channel that's what he oh, asked me earlier. What's one movie that you'll be flipping through the channel? And what's in? crazy is that it rarely comes on, but they play the hell out of Escape from LA. Yeah. Ugh. I'm sorry. And I'll watch it just out of spite. Just yeah. so I can get mad. I go, you. It's, still, it's still Snake. I still want to see him. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, that shouldn't be in there. That shouldn't be in there. Take out this, add this, change this. What I, if- think, I think the one thing that pissed me off throughout the whole movie, and it's the whole movie actually, but the one scene that really makes me cringe is the fucking basketball scene. Yeah, that, that one. That, no sense. Horrible. That one, no or even the surfing, the motorcycle scene. The surfing, I could have been okay with. That's when that's he hops fine. In the back of the truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looked horrible. <laughs> yeah, but the basketball scene. I don't know what that was. Stupid. When the he's whole surfing next to uh, Steve Buscemi, and he looks at him driving by, and he looks he looks at him, and he like does a double take, and then and like, <laughs> isn't that Peter Fonda? Or yeah, he goes, yeah, man. Gives him a high five, bitching. Right. He, he says, gives him a high five. Yeah. He, goes, he gives him a high five and goes, bitching. <laughs> oh, that movie's terrible. Yeah. Oh God. If they, if if the they whole, were the whole uh, what's what's her name, Pam Greer playing. Uh, yeah. Became, you know, she was a man. Now she's a woman. Yeah. Like, Come on, bro. That that fits with today, though. You guys are men. That fits with today. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Fit, but even the the scenery, it just felt like a movie set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't feel like a real city. Mm-hmm. And escape from New York, and you felt like you were in a dangerous place. Yeah, yeah. I was telling like like whatever before the pizza got here. Uh, I was telling Joe, my favorite character is, is uh, Frank Frank Doubleday, which is the guy that plays uh, Romero. Romero, the guy who was you not there. You're not in there. In Thirty seconds, he dies. Oh yeah, nineteen. You know that's that, that was Jabron's favorite character. Was it really the whole movie? He's like, I love that guy. There's something about him. He's just fucking stupid. He he, he took that role. He took that role and just ran with it. Mm-hmm. You know, he did the, the spike hair, the bracelets on his arm, he, he the th- way he takes off his glasses, you know, so the way he points like that. Right. So Javron thinks he, he has the best death ever. He's He, he died cool. Yeah. I, I'll just say that. He, he, well, Javron said he's died stupid, but... <laughs> <laughs> And you're just like, you're just what? Kind of frozen as he falls backward. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, like I want to oh. know what, what they were doing to the president in that room. Oh. Yeah. Because they had him in a wig. A wig, yeah. And they were like, like, what were they doing to the president? He was, <laughs> was tied up and... Pulp Fiction? I don't know, but I think uh, Donald Pleasant, I think that was a lot of his idea, you know, to be funny. Yeah, didn't he say that, or John said on the commentary that he had like a whole backstory yeah. yeah. Him and that he wanted to do it. And then John was like, no, we're not doing that. He was, he was the, uh, the illegitimate son of Ronald Reagan and Margaret oh, Thatcher. That's right. Uh, how he became president. He had a whole backstory on that. And John was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not using that. that. I'm not using that. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're just the president. All right. So, and also whenever, whenever they're in the plane and they're about to go down, the guy that's hitting the cockpit. Oh, that's Gerald Ford's son. Yes. I heard about that. So I thought that was kind of cool to that throw that in there. So, what did he say about the the pod? 
It took. <laughs> he said it was something, and then Kurt was like, well, "Are you serious?" Yeah, I think he said something about it. That it didn't really look safe. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll get in. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> it's not, you're not, we're not, I think he said, we're not supposed to film you getting in. He's like, no, I'll get in. There's no seat belt. He just kind of sat there. He just sat down like, and then the thing closed. And I know. Like, oh. You know who'd probably like it is, um, uh, what's his name? Mork from uh, Mork and Mindy. <laughs> so, the, the, oh. the egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, um, but like you know, most of those scenes were like I know you guys know this. It was filmed in St. Louis. I did not know that. You didn't know that. I did not know that. I thought Joe, it was a, Joe, you knew that, right? Yeah, it was a burnt out section. They like it was like a part of St. Louis that had a fire in like 1976, and they, they never tried to fix it or anything like, like that. Four years later, it was still jacked up, and they, so they allowed them to use it and that's, that's turn the power on and off at, the, at you know whenever they wanted to. That that saved their money like budget wise, like big time because mm-hmm. you know they couldn't do that in New York because it's too expensive oh yeah that, so and uh i think that that train deal the train area was in st louis too wow so they that's, they that's flipped crazy. they flipped i think they only had one real shot in new york is whenever they had the back of the statue of liberty right whenever a real new york shot whenever tom atkins was coming out and talking oh, shit. The hell? yeah frank doubleday he's i wish they'd have showed him more so if he's not if you're not up in 30 seconds she dies or he dies but um, but Isaac Hayes, man, I, I, you know, even to this day, I thought he was a great, great fucking villain. Because <laughs> he didn't have to say nothing. No. He just looked cool. Just showed him. up in that chandelier Cadillac. <laughs> so, with Friendly the... With, brain. <laughs> you know what really oh, caught my attention as a kid when I watched that the first time was whenever he's going through the bridge, driving to go get Snake, and uh-huh. his eyes twitching. Yeah, that was that was his whole idea. That's Isaac Hayes' idea because he said every time he wa- he thought about Snake, he wanted to twitch the eye because, because he was so pissed. Uh, no, the, the snake affected him so much. Yeah. So around I everybody else, was, I thought that was it. I caught that as a kid. I was like, well, yeah. God, what is this eye twitching? That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> That's <real crap>. uh, <laughs> and so, because um, I know we're jumping around here, but uh, probably one of my favorite scenes is probably uh, when he's fighting Ox Baker. Yeah, the wrestler. The wrestler. And there's like a big story on that because like, you know, Kurt has a stun guy. I wish I like recalled his name, but he's been with him for years, like since with Disney and stuff. And so uh, he was fighting with this, his, uh, Kurt's stun double and Ox Baker, uh, Ox Baker, Ox Baker bops him in the head and gives him like a big nod on his head. And so it forces Kurt Russell to actually fight him. And his stunt guy said, be careful. So, so oh, wow. Thanks. And so, you know, uh, I don't think Ox Baker knew, you know, even though they explained to him, you know, about, about acting as opposed to, you know, being a wrestler. Uh-huh. And I don't, I don't think he could correlate that. So he was constantly like, you know, whacking Kurt Russell, like really hard. And I think Kurt got, he got fed up with it and he bopped him in the balls. Yeah. It says, he yeah. says, Hey, Calm down, otherwise you're gonna get this. Oh, that, that what did they call that in wrestling? Uh, Steve, Steve. Uh, I just remember Steve called it. Something. What, did, what did he call it? It was uh, if, if they're being too rough, they they call it a, a receipt. A receipt. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Very good. Yeah. Uh, they. So I'm pretty sure he did a, re- a receipt. A receipt. Yeah. And then like, hey, dude, like, stop. But in those scenes with the trash can lid, he goes, he's hitting. He's he's got the lid up. Because he's bashing the hell out of him. Yeah. Me. He's like, Jeez. I gotta keep it up. He's gonna kill me. Oh yeah. Because he's like, what, 300? He's like seven foot, 300 pounds? He's humongous. Hmm. Dang. But, um. That's crazy. But I also, I, also, I also heard that he did not want to lose. Yeah. He, he, did, yeah. he didn't, he didn't want to put Kurt over. <laughs> so. That's so dumb. It's a movie, dude. And I know. The kill scene was dangerous because they had to put yeah. an actual board. Yeah, behind his head, off you know, hidden from the camera, mm-hmm. and Kurt had to hit it just right, just right, and put that bat with the spike so so it'll stick into right? the board. So By his head, he or, had to get that right. Yeah. If he did it wrong, that would have been ooh. yeah. That's wow. That was that that was a great see, scene. See, that, that was right a great there, scene. That was great. I don't know who came up with the fucking basketball scene on the second one. Let's do a basketball scene. I don't know with spikes or no, no spikes. Quero Jones. I don't know. Stupid. Oh my god. I thought that was the worst villain ever. What's the guy the the guy who was in the Cheech and Chong movies? He was the cop. <laughs> um, he played the the cop. Oh 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 oh! Uh, 
what is his name? What's it, Stadenko? Yeah, but the, the actor, Stacy Keach. Stacy Keach. Yeah, yes, he was the one of the cops. Oh, yeah, the, he's always constantly spray painting. I'm not spray painting. He's spraying his cactus. <laughs> he's got a, he's got an interesting voice. I'll say that. Yeah, he's he's good on Cheech and Chong. That's it. <laughs> that, that that was it. No, nothing more. He was on. Uh, I get mixed up with him and the guy from uh, uh, Ram- Rambo. The yeah, other, the other uh, white cop. They look exactly. They look like they're brothers. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I forgot his name. Oh, the guy that Rambo says, "I'm coming for you." Yeah, Murdoch. Yeah, uh, it's like Murdoch. I'm coming for you. I forgot, but I forgot his. The act, the act, the no, no, you're, you're thinking about First Blood. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I said Rambo. Yeah, yeah. First Blood. Yeah, F- First Blood. Yeah, that's that's every time I see he was he was on Cocoon. Yes, he's on yes, Cocoon. Yes, What's, he was. Oh man, I love that movie. You know, I recently saw that Cocoon? movie. Uh, that guy from um, First Blood, Brian Dennehy. Yes. Jeez. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> I was looking at a walking IMDb here. I know. <laughs> ah. Yeah, he was the cop. He was yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. He was the a king shit cop. He yeah, was on. He was on a, a cocoon, which I recently saw for the first time. For the first time, like last year, and then I saw the second one this year. Oh, that's a pretty good movie. It's a great. It's, it's a great movie. Great. great yeah. And then what was my <laughs> Steve Gutenberg? What was what was my reason why I didn't want to watch it? I forgot. It's, <laughs> I'm gonna say it. He was like, "Hey, you want to watch it?" And I go, "No, nah, why not? It's just got a bunch of old people in there. I don't want to watch that." <laughs> he goes, "Wow, I uh, okay. Wilf- I don't want to see Wilfred Brimley." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "I don't, I don't want to watch it." And then I finally broke down and I watched it. And I go, "Oh my god, this movie's amazing!" I think I think we watched it once when the Super Bowl was on. Yeah, because we were not really into the, what was happening. Yeah, the on, Super on the Super Bowl. And we're like, I, hey, Cocoon's on. I forgot who's playing, but. Uh, and then I was like, man, and then he kept telling me, cause you got to watch the second one. I go, man, the first one was already bad enough, man. I don't want to, I don't want to cry anymore. First one was sad as hell. And then the second one was even worse, but it's, they're great movies. I never saw part two. You really, it's good. It's really it's good. good. It's, it's worth return, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's worth it. I'm it's, telling it's, you. Yeah. It's, it's a good close closure of, cause you're always wondering, uh, what happened with them and they come back and they. Pretty much say what they've been doing, and it's it's a great movie. They, everybody, everybody comes back, right? I believe all, so. All, all the original characters yeah. come back, except um, except for the people who died. You know, in the first one, you know, the the lady, uh, what's her name, see, that's Rose. A, that's, that's Rose the part that really that bothered the hell out of me. I was like, what the hell, man? Yeah. And then they were like looking at, her. yeah, because he was being a, a douche about it, and I was like, but he comes back. the The husband mm-hmm. he comes back on this one. Um, I think it's just a great movie. I think a couple of them died right after this movie. Yeah, so it's a uh, it's a great movie. I I loved it. Definitely buying that on Blu-ray or something. But um, getting back to Escape from New York, um, Mm -hmm. one one of my other favorite scenes is whenever he goes into the theater and he runs into to Ernest Borgnine, Cabby, Mm -hmm. and Cabby notices him right away. And then you know he's gonna he's following his tracer for the president. And he goes. He goes to the bowels of the of the theater, and he comes and goes. Hey, you're you're Snake Plissken, aren't you? It's the first time. And he and he goes goes. Uh, you don't want to go down there, Snake. <laughs> Stuff like that. And then like, because there's because I, I know whenever they they televise the Escape from New York, this those, these scenes are taken out of, of TV. They're very disturbing. Yeah, like, where this or whatever. Yeah, scene, where they're taking that girl's clothes off, and they're they're pushing, they're pushing, yeah, like clapping and pushing her. And Kurt says that he got a lot of fan mail about that scene. Really? Yeah, that you know, how come Snake didn't help her? Because he's Snake Blizzard. Right. That's <laughs> so, not his mission. It's none of his business. Yeah. yeah, he's only got one mission and stay alive. He says on the interview, he says, "Not my wife, not my wife." <laughs> That's what he oh. Said. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. So, good one, Kurt Russell. So hey, he's not a hero. He's not going to go around. No, no, at all. He's. I got a mission. I got a time limit. Mm-hmm. Because, like, other than season Hubley, the other person he cared more more about was Maggie. Maggie. And you you see it, but he understood. Like, whenever they're on the bridge, I know we're jumping. Like I said, we're jumping around. When they're on the bridge. And you know, Brain gets it. He gets he's, he steps on the mine and he dies. You know, he he's tell, he's pleading with Maggie. Maggie, come on, let's go. And you know, she just sticks out her yeah, hand. Say like Snake was Maggie. Maggie, come on, come on. <laughs> so she just sticks out her hand, and you know, he knows then. Like, okay, you know, she's loyal. Hands her the gun and he takes off. Right. 
And so that, that part, you know, cause he cared a lot for her. Mm-hmm. You can kind of tell, uh, cause it, you know, there was some, and then like whenever he first meets her at the, at the library, mm-hmm. uh, he has this line that I that just to this day kind of, kind of hits me and he goes, she goes, you're Snake Plissken. He goes, what do you want? He goes, I want to meet the Duke. <laughs> so, and then she smiles after that. So, right. you know, it's almost like, almost like a sexual type of, I know I'm going overboard down here, but kind of like a sexual line, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I want to meet the Duke. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, there's, there's like certain parts of that movie that is to this day just sticks with me. You know, it's mm-hmm. scene where, where he, um, she gets run over by the Duke. Mm-hmm. Her laying there was filmed later. <laughs> yes, in his garage in uh, uh, John Carpenter's John Carpenter's garage because they were like, we don't have a scene of her actually dying or laying there dead. Yeah, because so you they went to the, his garage and laid her out, you know, with some trash and <laughs> that's John Carpenter's garage. Wow. Yeah, yeah, because like they they show her like the dummy getting hit by right. Isaac Hayes car uh-huh. but it was it. it's kind of am, ambiguous you don't know what happens to you her you figure she's dead right but they, they want they want an actual shot of yeah. her being covered it, they, they covered it with some blood and yeah they went to the garage and shot that real quick and because that because money because that because at that point you kind of you kind of care about Cabby you kind of care about Maggie right. you kind of care about Brain even though they were they were they were dicks I was a, as a kid I was sad when Cabby died yeah I thought that was I got real sad when he was like oh man he was like such a a comedy relief in a way right. like yeah. man not him yeah he, he had his own I guess his crew like, like that really respected him but and. In all reality, he really didn't care. He didn't give a damn about. Yeah, them. he he just used them. Yeah, you know? He used them to get his uh, get his mission. They thought know. he had some like seven forty seven sitting on the. the yeah, he had the, a two person glider. Yeah, that was it. There was no there was nobody else going to go with him. So it makes you wonder, like, if they all made it there, what, what would have happened? Yeah, probably would have shot him. Yeah, he's like, okay, thanks, pal, and then. You know, kills them or like, hey, watch your step and then push them off the building. You know, if if I could go back in time, the only thing I would change in this movie is that I wouldn't do a cassette. I would do like a little disc, you know. But you know, the you know the cassette's okay. In 1980, you know. Yeah, I don't think they I don't, they had did they have CD? no no they didn't they no. didn't but you know they would have had like a floppy disc or something it'd be kind of cool but uh, yeah or like you know a USB. <laughs> so USB dumb. in 1980. <laughs> Uh, a, a solid state drive, and, uh, an external hard drive, a track. <laughs> Let's send it to the cloud. <laughs> so, so dumb. Oh Lord, yeah, yeah. Man, you got your Apple and Watch. Why is the president carrying this cassette of some scientists talking about? Yeah, you, you know what's funny also is that he didn't even have time to take off that handcuff. <laughs> he, still, he still had the handcuff whenever he puts the like the cassette in at the very yes, end. Yeah. And that was that was Donald Pleasant's idea. Just leave it on. Just leave it on. <laughs> why, why was he always trying to be funny on that? That's the one thing I didn't understand. Because the 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 um the theater company or the or the movie company thought it was too dark. Oh, I swear, man. So they yeah. wanted they wanted to to put some comedy in it. That's why they got Nick Castle to, to write. I think he wrote Dennis the Menace. Oh, and he wrote Hook, the movie The Hook, uh-huh. Hook, and um, I forgot what else he wrote. But anyway, yeah, yeah. No, but he no. he added some good comedy. You know, he put like you know um, American Bandstand in it whenever they play the music. That was right. his idea, and the wigs for Donald Pleasant and what I got, else? I got a question. Yeah, in your opinion, at the end of the movie where um, the president's getting cleaned up and shaved, mm-hmm. and uh, he's talking to to uh, Snake, and Snake's like, you know, you know, what can we do for you? And he's like, I just. And you can just name it. He says, what do you want? He says, just a moment of your time. Yeah. And he says, you know. Yes. People died trying to get you here. How do you feel about that? And he's kind of blows him off while he's checking his makeup. Yeah. Do you think that Snake would have gave him the correct cassette if he liked his answer? Ooh. But he gave him a, a, a kind, of, kind of blew him off. Like, right, right. I appreciate their sacrifice while he's checking his makeup. And Snake was like, Okay. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna keep. The, I always thought that, like, deep down, in that moment, he decided, okay, you're gonna be an asshole. I'm keeping the real cassette. Yeah, and walks away and pulls it out. Yeah, which I thought do that you, was a great scene. Do you think if he gave him a better answer, 
you would have gave them their actual real cassette. Maybe. What do you What do you think, Sam? I, I think so. I think that was a test um, because he's like, yeah, I want a moment of your time. And then when he actually, because you can tell he didn't, didn't give a shit. But then it, at the same time, neither did Snake. But I guess it showed the human side of him that he actually did care. I love his answer. Just yeah. a moment of your time. Yeah. yeah. Just a moment of your time. And yeah, I think he would have gave him the correct uh, cassette if he gave a better answer. At least a... Empathize with it. Yeah, whenever he's driving a cab, he goes, Give me that cassette. Not just yet. <laughs> yep. Yep. He, he just had an idea. I think he, he knew what so, his plan was on I remember that. We used to always quote the oddest lines to each other. Move <laughs> yeah. so fast. Move fast. Something's going down. We need yeah. him. <laughs> that's what, that's what we always do. Lines like, don't even mean anything, but they made us laugh. Yeah. It's funny because, like, we'll, we'll be. Quoting a movie to her and Blair would be in the background and she was like, are y'all quoting movie lines? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we did Napoleon Dynamite today. And we're yeah. just like, why? It, it passed. It's I can I can throw a... Uh, word candy. You know I can throw a football a quarter mile? Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. <laughs> no. Back in the it's, a, it's a sledgehammer. <laughs> Dumb. Yeah, but I used to love quoting that to each other. Yeah, that was just that's, the oddest lines. And when we get their brain, just keep talking. So we got a, we're at forty nine seconds. So we got about ten minutes to kill. So I was gonna ask my question. I already asked it before, but mm-hmm. what, what is your what is y'all two's favorite John Carpenter movie? Right, and I think I already know the answer, but I want to know. Yeah, mine is always going to be Escape from New York, mm-hmm. and then the the thing is always second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Salt and Precinct thirteen. Um, the that. fog is pretty good. Um, fog, yep. You know, this is Elvis is actually pretty good. I've never seen that. I've never, I've never seen it. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. So, Joe, it's Escape from New York. It's uh-huh. always the thing number two. Mm-hmm. I love the thing. It's such a great movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The effects on it are great. They yep. hold up to this day. They still do. I'm great, still terrified right. of it's, it. It's it's not digital. It's right there. Mm-hmm. The physical thing right in front of you. Yep. And it, it, Great cast. It keeps you off balance. You know, you don't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. Who's the thing? Where is it at? What's it doing? What does it want? Where did it come from? It never really explains it. I thought, no, that. that's it's ambiguous. So it yeah. makes it even scarier. But so, yeah, the thing to me is number two. Mine, mine's flipped. Mine's the thing. And because I think that was the first horror movie you showed me. Yeah. And at the time, <laughs> I still tell people this at my job too. Like, oh, what was the first rated R movie? How old were you? Mine was RoboCop, and I was six. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, wait, what? Yeah. That was, that's pretty you, violent, you, you remember seeing the scene where Alex, oh, yeah, I have it all memorized. I Give that it. man a hand. Right. And I'll be like, yeah. And they're like, dang, you actually saw that one years ago. Yeah. Oh, so, number three for me is Big Trouble in Little China. That You know what? I don't know why I, I forgot about it. I've watched that 10,000 times. Yeah. It's on. I'll watch it. It's such a quirky, weird movie. That is such a, that, that's a, such a buddy, buddy movie. Right, yeah. because him and that uh, I forgot the Asian guy's name, but Wang. Yeah, Wang. Is that's, that's such a buddy buddy good movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's funny. It's action. It's. I feel like I gotta watch that again. It's, it's when great. I, when I when I saw it the first time, I was like, I think I was, I was hungover. Were you? Yeah, it was right after that whole. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's that. campy. It's campy, but it works. Yeah. You know, it's got Kurt Russell. He kills it because mm-hmm. he's got that. He's. Funny and it brings act. back the humor on this one, right? But, uh, but yeah, yeah that's a, he d- he doesn't have any underrated sk- movie. Yeah, he doesn't have any skills on it. He just happens to win, right? By by chance, you know. And I thought that was great. It's almost like um like a like a Mr. Bean type of victory <laughs> or something, you know, where he accidentally wins like and Forrest Gump's. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, did y'all did I know you haven't? Did you see the prequel for the thing? I've seen a couple of scenes here and there. It's it's really good. It 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 holds up. Mm. I like it because it has Mary Elizabeth Winston. It's about the team that they find. It's the the, the Russian the pre, team. The prequel, was right? It, like, Scandinavian. Or I thought I thought they were I thought they were Finnish or something. The Finnish Finnish or I can't remember or Dutch or Dutch Swedish. Yeah, it's about them, right? It's about them. They find the. The thing, they're mm-hmm. the first one to find it, and then they hire uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character. She's like a some type of scientist to to pull out the DNA or something, and that's whenever it... So on this one, 
the John Carpenter was the producer, and he said that they liked the idea of using CGI on the thing because it it, it awoke powerful. And then the thing on the actual original one and the the way the effects look is it, he considers it it was at its weak state, but it was still powerful. Okay. So I thought that was neat. I and thought then, it was a remake when they first came out. I no, was like, I it, don't want to see it, the remake. Yeah, yeah. They, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't say anything. They just said the thing. So when people saw it and then when you kind of see the ending, you're like, oh, shit. Because it sets the, it up. The original one is like in the 50s, right? Oh, yeah. The original, the, the original the thing? Original, yeah. The original thing came out like in the 50s, I mm-hmm. think. But he, he looked like a Frankenstein. Right, yeah, right. Like and, a monster. Yeah, so he didn't he didn't morph or anything like that. I so. heard it's still good though. Yeah, it, it's really I, good. I haven't seen it, but I would like to see it's, it. It's almost like Alfred Hitchcockish, where yeah. you don't really see him that much, but you know about him or you hear him or something. But yeah. yeah. So their team finds the spacecraft in the ice. Yep. And then they find it because uh, the thing they mentioned that that ice has been there for thousands of years. So yeah. They don't know how long it's been there. Mm-hmm. It, uh, yeah, it crash landed a long time ago, and it, it actually that movie. I I still enjoy that movie. I gotta I, watch. I, I gotta watch it. Yeah, you should. You I'm, should I'm gonna do my malarkey. Mm. 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 Oh, you jerk! Okay. jerk. <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's good talking. That's good talk. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I, that's. I get back to my answer. Yeah, the thing, and then escape, escape from New York. Yeah. Um, Sacrilegious! I know, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just liked the. I think because I think I, I liked it because it was my first really horror movie that I loved. That I was not really scared of, but it was still kind of scary. Yeah, and just the line where the the thing comes out is screaming. And he looks at it. He's like, "Yeah, fuck you too." And isn't the, isn't Wilford Primley in that one too? He is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. And you know, he was like in his 40s right there. Was he really? He, yeah. He, People looked older back then. Yeah, he, he weathered pretty hard. In Cocoon. Look up look up his age in Cocoon. He's like... 90? 52. He's like in his early 50s. Is yeah. he really? Yes. Someone did a comparison of that, and then they said Paul Rudd is older. He's like 54, and he Paul Rudd looks... Like a 30-year-old? Yeah, looks like a 30-year-old. I think I think Paul Rudd's an alien. <laughs> he's a vampire. <laughs> That's right. He, he is a vampire. He, he's, he's a skinwalker. So what other John Carpenter movies that are... Wasn't Ghost? He did Ghost uh, on Mars or In the Mouth of Madness. Yeah, uh, he did the one with Roddy Piper. What was the name of that? Movie? Oh, They Live. They Live is a good That's one. That's a great movie. I, I, forgot I need, about I need to watch. I need to watch that one. Yeah, They Live is awesome. I feel like yeah, there's a lot of and it's got Keith David into it. Yeah, it's got them like one of the most famous fight scenes ever. Yeah, and, then, and he, like they fight for like a long time. Oh wow! I need yeah, I need to watch that. He one. talked about chewing bubble gum and kicking ass, right? Right. So, <laughs> I'm all out of bubblegum. Is that is that where the line comes from? I think so. Yeah. Wow. He walks into a bank with a shotgun. Oh wow. What what, what other? I feel like there's more. I feel like there's a lot of underrated ones. Mm, I should know more. Friday the Thirteenth. Because I remember Halloween. I, I, mean, I remember going uh, to Movie Trade and then they had like a John Carpenter collection. And then, you know, of course, I saw. I was like, oh yeah, they're gonna have Thing, Halloween, Escape Fog. from New York, and then I saw like so much more. I go, damn, he did all. The, I didn't even know he did all that. All that. Yeah. He did some vampire movie, right? Uh, That's the one I was thinking of. Uh, Ice Cube? Yeah, uh, Ghost on Mars. Ghost on Mars. Ghost on Mars, one? yeah. Yeah. I heard that one was decent, but it's Ice Cube. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that holds up. I like Ice Cube. I love Ice Cube, but. You want Ice Cube in your iced tea? Yeah. <laughs> not iced tea. <laughs> on my Pepsi. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not okay. going to go anywhere with that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So, um, you guys got any shout outs? Mm. Shout out to my boys who are right here sitting next to me. So quiet, too. I know. They're, being they're, good, being they're quiet. well behaved. You would have never thought, but they were here the whole time. Yeah. I was hoping to see the boys. Your yeah. boys. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, I mean, they might be still up. I had a know. great time at uh, Alice's house just watching them <laughs> in the pool. Yeah. Interacting with them and talking to them, they're wild. they're wild, and they're they're just afraid of the dog. And Ricardo has this thing where you know if if he's like me, if if someone double crosses you, he's not he's not really a fan. Yeah. So if a dog, if it's a dog, and they just happen to like scratch him or something, nope, no, yeah, I'm done, I'm done with you. Get away from me. You're a bad dog. I'm like, dang, come, he didn't mean you're to. You're on the list. Yeah, you're on. <laughs> you you know just it. made the list. 
You know, it's funny because today I was watching wrestling and Sebastian wanted to watch something else. And he told me, this way he told me, uh, can we watch something else? I said, no, nah, I'm watching wrestling. He says, if you love, it goes, if you love me, you'll change this. Wow. <laughs> and that's, Robert has uh, done that to him so many and times. And I go, I go, what? And he goes, it's okay if you don't love me. I still love you. <laughs> I was like, wow. And I go, hey, dude, you can't be stealing my lines, dude. Come on, man. Did you change it? No. <laughs> It was almost over. It was AEW, so it was almost, it was almost over. It was like one hour show. Research here. Yeah. <laughs> so, we gotta talk about this. Stuff. Yeah, we gotta. Yeah, we gotta. We gotta talk about. It. Or I gotta at least talk about it and know what's going on. Yeah, I just skimmed through AEW, so I don't really follow it too closely. I record the shows, but then I like fast forward to something that I like and watch a match, and I'll just skip some. You know, things. I will say this: that they've they've gotten off a little bit on their storyline a little bit. Since the CM the CM Punk debacle, mm. they've gotten off the storyline because like usually they have really long storylines or where they go off for months, and which I kind of like, but I don't think they've done it recently. I think they've 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 got a great cast of people, but I don't know who's active and who's not. They have so a huge roster, they do, and they, they always run long on their shows because I record them and then the ends always cut off. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember we had a, that issue with uh, it's always the DVR over. and uh, uh, Dish Network. Whenever yeah. we we record uh, Raw or SmackDown, it's like make sure you do thirty minutes o- o- over because because yeah. I wanted to see the the Christian Cage with Edge. Oh, coming out or and when the, he first came out or I think it was the first or second appearance and and it got cut off. Oh, so yeah. I saw it on social media, but I wanted to see the recording of it. Yeah, and it go cut off. Yourself. I was like, oh. so I think I think Christian's probably the best heel on there right now. He's like the most over heel right now. I think he surpassed uh, um, what's the name MJF. That was him too. It took me a while. I was like, that's Christian. Yeah, it, I didn't click at first. Yeah, yeah, that's C- Christian K. He's using that. He used that name in TNA. Well, he used to he used to come out like that all the time. I like his uh, Christian K. Was his bodyguard? Uh, Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus, yeah. Luchasaurus, yeah. that's cool. Luchasaurus, <laughs> too easy to to make fun of on that. Should change that. And if I see Sky Blue, I always stop it and watch Sky Blue. Yeah, uh, Sebastian really likes her too. He's watching her today. Always uh-huh. She always loses though, but I love watching. She, her. she actually won today. Did she? Yeah, I have to watch it. <laughs> oh, now I gotta watch it. <laughs> Sky she's Blue. always taking L's. I'm like, can, can she get a win? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like I like Tony Storm. She's doing that whole Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, thing. like Twister. Is that the thick one? Yeah, Chris mm. Statlander, like her. Mm-hmm. I like uh, who else do I like? Um, of course, Paige or Soraya. Yeah, I like her. Um, the dentist, the dentist, the doctor girl. DMD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, like I think it. I could do something with this show here. Why do you always gotta say that? Because it's time to go. Time to cut. Yeah, it's one hour. It's one hour right now. So, so you record for one hour and you chop it up. Yep, yep. And it's usually it's it's still an hour. Hour Quite quick. Yeah, Yeah, it does. I keep talking about escaping. Yeah, Yeah. we we can't we can't do uh, Joe Rogan style. Joe Rogan does that whole three hour (laughs) thing. Unless we have Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn. Get Theo Vaughn on here, then yeah, maybe we'll do three hours. That dude's crazy. He's like, so what's up? What's up with Bigfoot, man? I don't know. What do you think about it? I think it's just a guy in the suit. So, you guys have any shout-outs? Blair and the boys. Joe? Shout out, uh, Jojo. Shout-out to Josh, a.k.a. Bear. Uh, my also, daughter, right on. My daughter, Mariah, a.k.a. Yaya. And uh, Oak Cliff. That's your hood. And Kurt Russell. Have you yeah, ever listened yeah, to Kurt this? Russell, yeah. And uh, Kurt Russell. I know you're John, listening. John Carpenter, too. So, I want I want to end it with, if you have a Bigfoot or a paranormal incident in your life, please email us at bigfootclub1 at gmail.com. Uh, please go to our social media, uh, either Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok at Bigfoot1. Uh, and please do a like, subscription, uh, comment, five-star review. That really goes a long way with us. So, if you do that, it really, really helps us out. So we can say good night and good luck. Good luck. Stay black.